Hello, babies. How are y'all? I am currently on the moon because my book, Sometimes I Trip on How Happy We Could Be, is out. Yes, finally. Did you buy a copy? Did you request it at the library? Don't let me down, sweet babies. I hope that you are supporting me. Um, You know, I'm not going to do another huge self-promo spiel, but I will keep a link in the description box for any newbies and latecomers out there. And you can check that out and buy it or, you know, recommend it to people at your leisure. Obviously, beyond hosting this delightful podcast, I am a writer. Poetry is my first, first love, and I'd consider myself a confessional poet, right? And that is someone who details life in first person, lots of I and me, and in colloquial language, language that is fairly accessible. It's not very purple. It's not trying to ostracize you and and make you have a headache for trying to decipher it. But sometimes the life I write about is my own, and sometimes it is not. (laughs) If I were back in my English teacher mode, this is where I would tell you that the eye of a poem, of a short story, of a novel is not necessarily the author, all right? Persona, people, persona. Anyway, so when the internet hit... I hopped onto the blog bandwagon. I was writing about my dating life. I was writing about feeling miserable or hating my life. I was writing about pop culture and just a whole lot of navel-gazing kind of stuff. And then once I started writing online professionally, I started writing personal essays. And I once wrote an essay about my mom's payday treat of getting her nails done. It was a ritual that I can't remember not seeing her do it, but I rebelled against it for a while because I was trying to reject all things that were quote-unquote girly. If you know me now as an adult, you will realize that I am never without my own manicure or pedicure, actually. And if you see me without my nails done, it's because my finances or my mental health are in hell someplace, or we're in the middle of a pandemic and everything is closed and we can't leave the house. But I love getting my nails done. It is such a special treat for me. It is one of my favorite, favorite things. I love being pampered. Like, give me massages and facials and pedicures and people rubbing my hands and rubbing my feet. I want it all. Just, like, make me feel like a queen. You are here to worship me. I love it all. I just, it's a small, relatively inexpensive treat for myself. And I love matching a nail color to my mood or sending out secret messages that only I can decode with my nail color. I love the way my hands look with long fingernails. And if you ever see me with long red fingernails. Watch out. I am probably going to stab you after I fuck your brother. I don't know, but I'll be smiling the whole time while I have these long red nails. So I'm frequently clicking through nail design hashtags on Instagram to marvel at manicures, the designs, the colors, the different techniques that I see. And it's just quite soothing, even though I can't do this stuff for myself. So when I saw today's guest posting pictures of her own manicures and all the polishes that she uses, I was like, here are my people. I understand this woman. Kate Young is a fantastic pop culture critic and podcast producer. 
I started following her on social media because I really enjoyed her film criticism in particular. I thought she had just a really refreshing and clearly knowledgeable approach to her work. And it frequently examines race, gender, and sexuality, which is all my shit. I love getting into the cracks and crevices of all that stuff. And the longer I followed her, the more I saw that this young lady refuses to deal with bullshit. And I was like, yes. I definitely like the cut of her jib. Let me find out more about her. And I'm so glad she agreed to come on the show and talk to me about how her no-nonsense approach to life and work also finds a place in the manicures she does for herself. This episode is sponsored by Girlfriend Collective. Whether you're running, biking, doing yoga, swimming, or sitting on your couch, Girlfriend Collective has clothes you feel your best in, no matter what you're doing. Girlfriend Collective is sustainable, ethically made activewear for everyone. They make cute and comfortable bras, leggings, shorts, tanks, tees, swimsuits, and more. And their sizing is inclusive, ranging from extra, extra small to 6XL. Shout out to their best-selling leggings that are squat-proof, come with pockets, and have different levels of support, whether you need compression or comfort. For listeners of the show, Girlfriend Collective is offering $25 off your purchase of $100 or more when you go to girlfriend.com slash thisisgood. That's $25 off $100 or more when you go to girlfriend.com slash thisisgood. Again, that's girlfriend.com slash thisisgood. My name is Kate Young, Catherine, if you've known me a really long time, and um, I am a film and culture critic who just has a general penchant for pop culture. <laughs> I love that. I wanted to have you on the show because we follow each other on social media, on Twitter and Instagram, and I have been noticing your love of a good manicure and as someone <laughs> yeah. who as someone who gets her nails done you know when I'm flush with cash at least every two weeks I'm like this is my people I love this uh, so <laughs> tell me more about why you want your nails to look good where does that come from for you so there was a point in my life where I was very bad at doing my nails. Like I kind of just gave up on it for a couple of years because I was like, it's always a mess. Like it just never looks good. Like I, I was over it and I was over like wasting nail polish. And somewhere along the way, I just like decided to figure out how to get it done well. And I essentially just like learned how to give myself a proper manicure. And over the last few years, it's just become like the thing that I do for my own self-care it's interesting you talk about like being flush with cash because like getting my nails done professionally is like a very recent thing for me because now I can afford it. But for me, I was like, I, I'm not going to make up. I don't have the patience for it. I also don't have the patience to do my hair, but like for me, manicures have been like the one way that I can like really express my femininity. And it's the thing that like makes me feel feminine and beautiful. And it's something that I can do myself that doesn't make me feel like I'm going to tear my hair out. So that's kind of been my approach. I think I just like at some point kind of figured out that this 
worked for me. It's like a ritual that I have every Sunday. I sit down with my polishes and I watch a TV show and I do my nails and it's, it's fun for me. And I have this like one little piece of like beauty that carries me through my week. Mm, I love that. A bit of beauty that carries you through the week. Why Sunday? You say Sunday is your day to sit and do your nails. Why Sunday? I think it essentially just kind of became a habit. But I think for me, like I'm I'm back in, you know, like full-time work for the first time in several years. And one of my rules is kind of that I try to really protect my weekends and to not work on weekends. But if I do, I will work on Sundays. And so for me, taking that time out on like a Sunday afternoon is like my kind of wind up for the week. It's like I'm starting to prep to get back into the work week. And I think that's worked for me as like the final step of like getting ready to face the work day. Mm -hmm. Um, My mom has always had her hair and nails done. So I've, I've always grown up with seeing my mother take care of herself in that way. And for a while I was doing it and then I kind of pushed back against it and rejected it a little bit. And then as I got older, I found myself going back to getting my nails done and getting my hair done because I am also lost when it comes to doing my hair. I can't do makeup either. I am a eyeliner and mascara person. Same, hot same. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, I'm sure it's beautiful, but I just like, I don't have the patience for this. Yeah, I can't get into it. Um, I'm good. I'll just be ugly. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Is anyone in your family very into manicures or um, a lot of hand jewelry or anything like that? No, not really. I think it was me actually who got my mom into like getting her nails done regularly. She got promoted a couple of years ago and there was like a salon like a couple streets over from where we lived. And so she started making her like bi-weekly appointments to get her nails done. And I I was really happy to see that because I I had always kind of felt growing up that like she had never taken time to pamper herself. And like it was nice to see her like make time out of her week to have someone else take care of her. I also grew up not poor like we definitely weren't poor but I I grew up kind of learning how to teach myself to not want the things I couldn't have and so I'm very good at simply saying like this thousand dollar dress is beautiful but like I'm absolutely not spending money on that but nail polish is a luxury that's like fairly accessible that's something that I can do on my own without feeling like I'm spending a ton of money just to copy some influencer on Instagram I'm happy to like look at the beautiful pictures and double tap and keep scrolling. But I think this is one of the few things where it's coming down my feet and I can feel like I can actually do this without feeling like I am spending above my means or spending grotesquely for something, even if it is something that I would use regularly. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how I got back into doing my own nails during the 2006 recession. And I was reading all this stuff about a quote unquote lipstick economy and how, you know, women go out and, you know, they can't afford the big ticket items anymore. So they just go out and they're always buying a tube of lipstick and that's their luxury purchase. And then again, that's something that my mom also kind of instilled in me in the way that she pampered herself. She was just like, yes, pay your bills, but pay yourself first in whatever way that you can. And so I really like this idea of 
finding a way to live within your means while also still treating yourself. That's one of the things that I honed in on when I would see you posting your nail polishes on Instagram was how it's like, this is just a fun, delightful way to be good to yourself. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And I think like part of it for me too is that like, I mean, I'm, I'm 31 and this is the first time in my life where I'm out of place where I am financially stable in the way that I want to be. And it has allowed me now that I have like, you know, built up my emergency fund and like started investing and like all of the like big adult things that you're supposed to do, but no one teaches millennials how to do. (laughs) I'm realizing now that I like, I'm fully capable of having the life that I want. And I'm kind of having to slowly allow myself to like loosen the purse strings a little bit. And that has meant not buying thousand dollar dresses, but like perhaps spending $500 on a huge set of nail polish. So <laughs> we'll see. But, <laughs> but but it's something that I can feel comfortable allowing myself to do now because I know that like I'm not going to be in debt. I'm still going to be able to pay all of my bills. I feel like I'm no longer kind of in a scarcity mindset. And so even though I'm, I've never been like a huge shopper and I've never spent tons of money simply because I just didn't have it to spend, now that I do have it, I feel more capable of designating which luxuries I feel are available to me, but also accessible in a way that doesn't make me feel like money is slipping out of my hands. I think we're getting a little far from nail polish now. Yeah. <laughs> I had a whole chat with my therapist about like what money means to me. And I'm very much like a, I have it and I like need to keep it. Like I don't ever want my back balances to go down. And so between, I think it's like between like nail polishes and candles. Like I spend so much money on that stuff, but it's money that I have learned to kind of build into my budget. So before I moved to LA, I would see a movie every week. And that was something that I knew that was important to me because I really wanted to see a movie. And I was obviously working freelance as a film critic and um, I was out of the country, so I couldn't go to screenings. It was a whole thing, but it was something that I wanted to do and I knew that it was important to me and like movie tickets are stable. So I just built it into my budget and kept going. And so I had money to go see a movie every week if I wanted to. And that way I could have the thing that I wanted without feeling like I was spending frivolously because I had decided that it was a priority for me. And this is kind of the same with my nail polish. Like I, I know how much it costs me to do, you know, my dip nails and my, my new hack now is that when I do my dips, I don't do gel on top of them. I have them do regular polish so that I can change it out myself. Mm. I get a couple extra weeks out of that. And like little things like that where I feel like I get to have access to the aesthetic that I'm looking for without feeling like I'm paying aesthetic prices. Mm-hmm. For our listeners, dip nails are, because um, I get dip powder nails too, uh, basically you are getting, instead of a brush polish or a liquid polish, it is a powder. You're just going to dip your fingernail in, I don't know, like three, four or five times. I do three. Yeah. And it's very fast drying. I love it. It lasts a really long time. It protects my nails. So that's the dip powder nails. Um you are a very colorful person from what I can <laughs> see. Like uh, right now your eyeglasses are rainbow. You have a very beautiful background. Your birds of prey t-shirt is like <laughs> a lovely gradation of color. So is that also reflected in your manicures or are you one of those people who are like, you know, I'm very colorful everywhere else. I'm going to keep my nails neutral. 
I'm definitely more of a color person. We have a word for it in Toronto. It's Costco, which essentially means like obnoxiously flamboyant. <laughs> and I like that as a descriptor for myself because I think for me, I like brightness. I like to assert my presence, I think. And I think partly that may be a defense mechanism, but it's one that makes me look great. So that's fine. I will generally do like mutual colors on my toenails, but for my nails, like I, my fingernails rather, like I'm definitely like a, you know, neon green kind of person because I appreciate that that means for me that you see me and you see me with these nails and you immediately have a very specific idea of the kind of person that I am. And I welcome that because I feel like I should be able to wear my personality on my sleeve and let you know what you're getting into. Because if you don't like it, then I don't particularly want to be engaging with you anyway. It's why like I do all of my job interviews with my septum pissing in because like I'm not going to take it out for you. So you should know that that's coming. I feel like I have a very specific sense of self. And especially as I get older, I feel like I know myself so much more than I used to. And I am settling into the person that I am and how I express that comes out in things like my manicures and my tattoos and the colors that I use to decorate my apartment. And those things are important to me. And they're not something that I'm willing to compromise on because I just, I don't have to anymore. Mm -hmm. I agree with all of that. Uh, And you also mentioned you use your manicures as a way of asserting your femininity. Can you talk a bit more about that? What exactly do you mean? It's probably not something I would have said like a couple of years ago, but I recently came out about a year and a half ago. So like right before quarantine, I'm bisexual and learning that about myself so late in life was difficult just because like it was something that I had assumed couldn't be true simply because I would know already if it were. And that realization has kind of led me naturally to kind of interrogate my own relationship to gender and identity and sexuality and Part of that has been understanding for myself, like who I am as my most basic self and how I express that and how I want to express that. What does femininity actually mean to me? And where on the spectrum of gender expression do I fall? I mean, obviously all of this is subject to change because gender be doing that, but I feel like having kind of had those conversations with myself and my therapist, I feel now that I am very confident in my identity as a woman and as a woman who likes traditionally girly things. And that even though I am not dedicated to like high femme presentation, I do like the accoutrements of femininity. I do like a dangly earring and some lipstick. Like I'm going to do that. And I think that that's fine. And even if it, even if that becomes the upper limit of how my femininity is expressed, I'm okay with that. Mm. That was a part of the pushback that I mentioned earlier about trying not to be my mother. But my mom is very, you know, she grew up in a very, you know, traditional, this is what a woman should look like kind of thing. And I was just like, I'm a woman always. It doesn't matter if, you know, what I'm wearing. And I rejected the color pink. I rejected flower prints. I hated all of that stuff, but I really liked some of it too. But I didn't want anybody to see me in pink and think, oh, she's a girly girl, you know? And then I had to like come back around to 
what I think a girly girl is and change it for myself. And it's still not exactly what other people think of as being a quote-unquote girly girl, but this idea of finding yourself through beauty (laughs) um, is something that I can relate to. And I still am processing that now, especially in a post-COVID world where I feel like I want to be more feminine. So lately, my toenail polish has been pink for like the last two months. Usually, if I paint my toenails pink, I am feeling very sexy and very like on the prowl. And I want you to look at my pink toes and think of like coochie, you know? (laughs) Um, Nice. (laughs) So for like, like seriously, the last two months, it has just been shades of pink. And I just find it interesting the way that we express our moods and our mood changes through nail polish. Um, What have you discovered is your favorite brand of polish or is it the powder? And like, how long did it take you to learn how to do powder? So, well, I don't do the powder myself. I go to a salon for that because that's another one of those, I'm too lazy to learn this kind of things. Mm. But I, the, the powder that I get is white, so I paint on top of it. And in terms of the brand I use, so further to my complete loss itself to Instagram, I started getting fed these ads at the beginning of quarantine for all of in June, which I since discovered is they have like salons in LA. And once COVID kind of settled in, they started selling like manicure boxes, essentially. And the colors that they had that summer were like, it was like a pastel rainbow or something. And they were very pretty and the ads were great. And it was a collaboration with this plus size influencer. And I was like, I'm into it. You know what? I've been looking at these ads for ages. They're really pretty. I'm going to buy a box. And I did. And I loved it so much. And I essentially only used that ever since. So the $500 that I spent on nail polish was a Christmas gift to myself in which I bought every single thing in their range. Wow. I now have a <laughs> dedicated nail polish drawer. <laughs> And that's basically all I use. I tossed out everything else that I had because I was kind of like not really inspired. And I think getting them all at once kind of helped in the sense that I wasn't like getting bored of one color and then like buying another and in the way that I kind of was before. So now I can kind of, I like arrange them by shade and I can kind of pick and choose my colors. Sometimes I do a fun little ombre. Like I'm enjoying this so much more than I think I have before. And like, I'm sure there's another brand that might come along and steal my eye, but we'll see him slutty for nails. It might happen. (laughs) Okay. So let's say that you you're waiting to hear good news about uh, selling your script. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you want to like get in the mood and you want to kind of like bring that sale to you. What color would you wear? Several. That would be a rainbow ombre, Manny. Because I need the good vibes, the bright colors, and the range of possibility. Oh, I like that. I like that. Uh, Okay. And what if you're like, oh my God, I'm going to see my crush on Tuesday and I want to look amazing. What is your Sunday manicure to get ready for that Tuesday crush meeting? I'm going to say either white or bright yellow because I feel like either of those is attention grabbing. I like that. I feel like I know the answer to this already, but if like, I don't know, a fr- a movie franchise reached out to you and was like, we want you to, you know, help promote the franchise. Can you do your manicure in the set color of our whatever? Would you be open to that? I mean, 
I'm always open to free swag, but if they want like character illustrations and stuff, I'm going to have to pass because I don't have that kind of skill. <laughs> if they want like a nailed it version, maybe we can try. <laughs> but, but nothing better than that. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Uh, okay. So <laughs> learning how to do your nails has just kind of helped you represent yourself and be true to who you are and like figure out the ways that you want to express yourself. Have any of those lessons like transferred into other areas of your life? Yes. I'm not necessarily sure that it's all for the better. <laughs> I, I definitely feel like I am much more of a person who will simply say the thing, which isn't always welcome in all spaces. But between kind of like getting older and like knowing myself better, I've kind of realized that I am very sure of who I am and the people that I surround myself with or the people that I work with or the people that I spend my free time with have to also understand the person that I am and be willing to accept me and work around me. And it doesn't mean that like they have to give me a pass if I'm being an asshole, but it does mean that I need them to understand that like I'm not the kind of person that you make casually misogynistic jokes around because like I am going to start a fight about it and if you don't want to have a fight about it then like don't say it that can be I think like a lot for some people which is fine but like I'm also a West Indian so like you just have to know what you're getting because I think I I went through like a really long stretch where I just was very much like lost both personally and professionally and finding myself again has meant like recognizing both who I am as a person, but also like firming up what my boundaries are. If somebody wanted to get started in learning how to do their own nails, what would you recommend to them? Honestly, get on Instagram. Like half of my discover page is just nails. Like I always, I always joke that like, I always miss the drama on Instagram because my discover is all like manicures and like cute babies. <laughs> and it has actually taught me a lot about like, basic techniques like how to apply and polish so that it doesn't you know glob or like flood your, your cuticle or take super long to dry like I think the thing that I learned over time was that like there is actual technique to doing your nails well and once you learn that technique like you're pretty much good to go thank you so much for coming on the show and talking about learning how to paint your nails and the manicures and what they mean to you. Where can our listeners find you? They can find me across the internet at Batimamzel. That's B-A-T-T-Y-M-A-M-Z-E-L-L-E. -E. If you can't find my profile, then I'm not on that service. <laughs> That's very easy to remember. <laughs> Do you have anything else you wanted to add about nails? I love your shirt. It's <laughs> making me chuckle the whole time. I am running out of clean t-shirts, <laughs> so I had to pull out one of my naughty shirts. And it, it, um, my shirt says, <laughs> it says champion mustache rider. <laughs> but it's like in like... Um, rope so it's a little cursive yeah. and you can't really read it so I'm like I think I'm good no children will be offended but you know like <laughs> no I love it I feel like it's very on brand <laughs> it is <laughs> I 
And now it's time for the indulgence. Something that I recommend that you can enjoy without shame or fear or guilt because we don't do guilty pleasures around here. Today's indulgence is dressing up for yourself. In the last year and a half, I know a lot of us have gotten really in touch with our comfy side. The sweats, the joggers, the fuzzy socks all the time. I know that I really leaned into that in a different kind of way. I'm not really a sweats person at home, but I do wear a lot of dresses that I've outgrown or that have shrank in the wash because they're cheap and, you know, I can only wear them maybe like twice before they lose their shape. But it's all stuff that I would never be able to wear in public because it's just a little too revealing or I would be too self-conscious about. But I like wearing them when I'm at home. The other day, I decided to treat myself to some steak frites. I had a craving for like a nice medium steak and french fries. And I was like, I'm going to dress up and go get me some steak frites. So I put on a really pretty dress and some new shoes that I haven't been able to wear because of lockdown. I made sure that my lip gloss was popping and that my body butter had me glowing. And I met a friend for dinner. It just felt really good to get cute for myself. I wasn't worried about flirting or meeting any guys or setting up a date or anything like that. I had on a pretty dress with ruffles. I never wear ruffles. I hate ruffles. But I was just like, you know what? I am going to feel frilly today. And the dress came in like the ruffles were in different colors. So like the top layer was like a really pretty coral pink. And then the next was kind of like a blush. And then the bottom layer was like this really beautiful, deep, Merlot red. It was gorgeous. It was just a really, I just really loved that fucking dress. And the colors looked really good on my skin. And I had this cute beach purse that my mom had given me, this little straw purse. It was really adorable. And it just, it was such an energy boost to give myself permission to look cute without the pressure of performing cute. Like it was just for me. And last night, I zhuzhed my hair a little bit, you know, put in some stuff to make it a little more curly, defined and everything. And today I'm wearing a hot pink bustier underneath a cute flowy jumpsuit. But I don't have on any makeup. I'm wearing tennis shoes. I am sweating like a P.I.G. hog. And it's just this bustier is actually boosting me. That's enough. Just having this pink little thing on is doing it for me. So dress up for yourself. And that can look like whatever you want it to look like. And it doesn't have to mean buying anything new. And it doesn't have to have a purpose beyond because you feel like it. I hope you get dressed up for yourself and take all the selfies your phone can handle. This has been your indulgence. You have been absolved. This is Good For You is hosted by me, Nicole Perkins, and produced by Multitude. Our lead producer is Eric Silver, our editor is Brandon Grugel, and our executive producers are Amanda McLaughlin and me. Our theme was created by Don Will, and our art is by Jessica E. Boyd. You can follow the show at This Is Good Pod, and you can follow me at Tennessee Whiskey Woman. That's T-N, whiskey with an E, woman. And a huge, huge thank you to everyone who supports the show on Patreon, especially to our supporting producer-level patrons, Chelsea, Conchetta, Courtney, and Elizabeth. To get exclusive rewards like stickers, monthly playlists curated by me, and even custom drabbles written just for you, join us for as little as $5 a month at patreon.com slash thisisgoodpod.
this was good for me. Was it good for you?